This is the Fantasy Football Unlimited Podcast with your host, Kevin Murray. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Unlimited Podcast. On this episode, we have an incredible guest who contributes year-round NFL and fantasy football content as a writer and analyst at ESPN. His award-winning projections, player analysis, and innovative stat projections power ESPN's fantasy rankings. And he's the winner of the first ever Scott Fishbowl. It's the one and only Mike Clay. Hey, Kev. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? It's good to see you. It's always been a pleasure uh, seeing you. I've, obviously, I met you in Bristol in, in 2017. I've seen you at FSGA mm-hmm. and, and the Expo, and, and you've always been so great to me. So it's a it's an honor to have you on here. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. I don't think we've done this before, so uh, it's it's fun. To, it's always fun to catch up with you, and great to be on the show. And uh, you know, it's August, so it's a good time to be talking some ball here. It is definitely uh, f- the hype of fantasy football season is here. So. Uh, when, I, when I think of you, the first thing that's come to mind is is a family man, a, a proud girl dad, and, and of course NASCAR. When, uh, where did your NASCAR passion come from? Yeah, uh, from my my dad, really. Uh, when I was a little kid, he was racing uh, on dirt in Pennsylvania. He was actually in, in 1986 was a track champion at uh, um, at uh, Big Diamond, which was the track that was in my town growing up, Minersville, and then Penn National as well, which most people now know more as the casino right in the horse track in Pennsylvania. Uh, obviously they've grown uh, massively since then, but they used to have a dirt track there. That's uh, that's since defunct and he won the track championship both years. So he was a racer. I used to go with him all the time. There's tons of pictures of me with him as a little kid uh, with his car. And then it kind of just grew from there. And luckily I've been able to make friends and go to a lot of races over the years within the sport. Some of my best friends uh, uh, work in, or one of my best friends works uh, for a NASCAR team. So, um, yeah, it's been great. It's just a, it's a fun little side thing. And, you know, um, football was always football and racing were always my favorite sports growing up. But as you know, over the last decade or so, I've become really objective as it pertains to NFL, right? It, you become more of an analyst and less of a, just a kind of a, a fanatic, if you will. Yeah. Um, still a fan, but not quite as much as, as it used to be. I just have to be more objective. So I kind of have to direct some of that just total unreasonable fandom to other sports and, um, a lot of times that ends up being NASCAR, right? That's what I do to kind of relax and get away from football and other things and just, you know, put the race on. So um, it's been a nice outlet for that over the years as well. No, that makes a lot of sense. I love it. So now I imagine growing up in Pennsylvania, you're a big sports fan. How did that lead to you discovering fantasy sports and fantasy football? Yeah, I mean, my dad introduced me to fantasy football. And when I was a kid, we had a very basic league and I would use the newspapers and score it. And of course, I'm aging myself now, uh, you know, using the newspapers that you would get during the week to kind of score it manually. Uh, we've come a long way since then. Um, but this, from there, it was just being a, a, a sports nerd growing up. I just had always had my notebooks and always wrote down stats and just was into it. I would simulate my own seasons. And just as technology came along, I could work that into Excel and uh, programming and high school, stuff like that. So, uh, and then it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And eventually I got an accounting degree and I did that for a few years, but I was still like, manually tracking my fantasy leagues and just always loved it started my own website and just kind of grew from there i think everyone that knew me as a kid knew that i had a future in sports and uh my career in accounting did not last very long of course i found my way back to sports pretty quickly so yeah so you you created a blog website and then that obviously led to starting pro football focus fantasy in 2010 uh and then obviously you've created tons of different metrics such as adot and more eventually leading to to ESPN. What's that journey been like for you? 
Yeah, it's been uh, un- unbelievable, honestly. Uh, it's hard to believe that um, I was just sitting there one day uh, at my accounting job on a forum. It was actually a, a, a NASCAR nation. It was NASCAR nation. Dave Norris uh, ran it. And it was just a smaller NASCAR website. And I just made some friends there, was chatting with them. Um, and Dan- Daniel Smith was one of them. And we kind of just got this idea, like, let's just make our own site together, right? Like, let's just, we were frustrated. Like, I was I was frustrated with the projections at the other sites, not making sense, right? You'd go to the site and look at projections and you'd have, like, a quarterback projected for 3,200 yards for the season, but all the receivers total like 5,200. And it's like, this is stupid, <laughs> right? Right? Like the projections are awful in this industry. So I just started doing it myself, like just from scratch. Um, and now that's kind of what I'm known for, right? I've just improved on that process over the last decade or so. Um, you know, I'm going on 15 years. I can't believe it. Uh, how long I remember when I used to be one of the young guys in the industry and how quickly <laughs> that has changed, but um, yeah, that was it. I mean, that was the start of it. And then, uh, just kind of worked my way up, built my reputation on social media, um, and with my content and with my hard work, especially, uh, eventually discovered PFF, um, started their fantasy section and that helped obviously build up things. We had the boom, the DFS boom and all that. And then, uh, just made some friends along the way. At, I started doing the projections for a whole bunch of different sites, RT sports, Yahoo, ESPN, uh, among others, all at the same time for, for a while there. And then eventually was fortunate enough to uh, to land here. So, you know, hard work for sure. But uh, some luck along the way uh, obviously helps because there's some terrific talent, as you know, in this industry. Yeah, well, it's been fun to watch your uh, your development rise uh, at ESPN. Everything you're doing there has been amazing. Obviously, expanding different roles here and there. Uh, it's been fun. And I've always been a big fan of yours. Uh, obviously, a lot going on at ESPN right now. You got the, the marathon coming up. What what should we expect with the marathon in, in, a, in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I think the uh, very similar dynamic to last year. Uh, we'll have our uh, quite a bit of content, including our four-hour fantasy football now, uh, which is awesome. We just pump in everything into that from season long to um, all kinds of fun stuff, including some some week one DFS. We're going to be doing some of that. So uh, we have that show. And, of course, we wrap it up, as always, with the draft, which is a lot of fun. Um, we had a blast with that last year. Um not sure if Tyler Fulgham is going to come back this year. We'll see. He might be a little scared after what what went down last year when I kind of <laughs> tore his team to shreds. Although he did end up with some good picks, uh, so you know, some good, some bad. But um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that last year. We're going to do that again, of course, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, the marathon is going to be great. We're going to have the whole team and you know uh, Eric Moody, Liz Lozar are coming into town. You know, I know uh, we have some other NFL talent, including Adam Schefter, among others, that are going to be involved with it as well. So we're getting really excited. That's awesome. Now, now when it comes to fantasy, obviously there's a lot of different things to love about it. What do you love the most about the game? Yeah, um, I think it's just because it, um, you know, it, it it's it uh, itches that scratch of just uh, being a sports nerd. You know, just loving it and um, kind of the feel of managing your own team. Something we all dreamed of. You know, all sports nerds like you and myself growing up. You know, we wanted to manage a team. You know, we kind of dreamed of playing sports, but also, you know, being a coach or a GM or whatever it may be of, of sports teams. And, you know, I have always had to kind of scratch that itch growing up, whether it was simulating seasons on Madden or NHL or NBA or whatever it might be, or, and, and fantasy obviously uh, does that as well. So I think it's that it's just, you know, we, we live busy lives and we're stressed out and we, we have kids and families and work and all those things. So, um, for me, yes, it's a job, and sometimes it very much feels like a job. 
Um, but also sometimes I can just relax and take a deep breath and say, you know, this is kind of my happy place, like sitting here, adjusting my teams, doing waivers, uh, doing projection updates, whatever it may be. So, um, that's really it for me. It's just that feel of, you know, really managing, managing a team and it's, and it's an escape as well, because my hobby has turned into my job and I, I don't really need to remind myself of that because I really do have a passion for it. And that's, I think why I've, uh, really had success in the industry, right? You know, like growing up, people say you can be whatever you want when you grow up and you really can, but you have to put the effort in too, you know, right? Like I, I couldn't just say, well, I love fantasy football and I'm good at it. So I'm just going to coast to ESPN. You actually have to put in the work to be good at it. Um, and I think that marriage of all those things, the passion, the hard work has led me to where I am today. Yeah, and that's that obviously kind of ties in with with you know recommendations you might have for aspiring fantasy sports analysts. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a couple rapid fire questions here. Uh, name a person in the fantasy industry that you would want to watch a, a football game with, just to get their insight and perspective on the game. Um, somebody in the industry, uh, yeah. other than Ke- other than uh, Kevin Murray, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'd have a good time. I know that. Um, man, I, man, that's a good question. Uh, so many, uh, so many great friends. Uh, you know, I, I think back to the early days of Twitter too, and think about, um, you know, I used to clash a lot with Sigmund Bloom and we, we, you know, we had a lot of fun with that. Him and I, again, again, are in the early days of fantasy football, Twitter, he, he has kind of a different outlook than I do, right. Where I'm a little bit more on the analytical side and it's a numbers game. Uh, he's a little bit more of like, I just have a feel on this guy. I'm going to go for it. And, and it works, right. We, I think we both have shown we've are successful. We both win a lot in our leagues and him and I um, have always, you know, we, we clashed a lot in the early days when we were younger, a little bit more of a professional relationship now uh, as we've, as we've grown, but it's still in a lot of leagues together and, and they're always very competitive. So, um, I would say I would say Sigmund just going on the you know thinking back to the early days uh, would be a good one there but there's quite a few I mean again so many great friends in this industry and I could list on and on and on um, you know those kind of people so um, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give the nod, I'll give the nod to my old friend Sigmund that's good no yeah there are so many cool people great people in the industry uh, tell me speaking of that I mean tell me about those early years of the Scott Fishbowl I know that you were the original champion it was the FF Oasis is that right that's right yeah that's what it was um and I mean look I know there's more people in it but it, it was hardest back uh, in year one it was the most competitive field of all time and uh no one will ever uh, be able to overtake me as the as the best in, in league is no, uh, yeah, obviously it was much smaller, much smaller, much different back then. Um, I think that Scott actually kind of hates me a little bit because, you know, he's, he's the nicest guy in the world, but, um, he definitely hates me a little bit because he had a very good team in that league and him and I played for the title and I beat him and it was close and he has not forgiven me for that. Um, I think he just has always wanted to be the original champ of that league, but, um yeah i think it was like 96 teams or something back then it was tiny um but it's it's cool to uh to always hold that uh that designation if you will that honor of what has turned (laughs) into the biggest tournament in in the industry and it's it makes so much money for charity it's great you know if if you're watching this and you can get involved uh whether it's just helping support it or playing in it whatever it might be you absolutely should do that yeah now what's uh what's your most memorable home fantasy football league experience um yeah, I've uh, probably uh, quite a few. Uh, I have, I think, my free, my 16 team free dynasty league I've been running for a long time. We just cut down from 16 to 14 
teams this year, but uh, entering year 17, I believe. I couldn't believe it. Just hard to believe. And I have a an almost identical league that's uh, we have, you know, everybody throws a couple bucks into um, that's running, you know, parallel to it too. That's about the same length. I think it's like one year younger. So um, probably uh, quite a few memories of them. One of them I actually just wrote about in the playbook that I write the the playbook every week of the season, but I do like kind of a big one, a comprehensive one for the whole season just went up at ESPN.com. It's free to check out. It's a long one, but it's uh, a lot of good stuff in there. And I tell a lot of stories about some of my leagues to kind of use as examples and one of my favorites is uh, my brother. And again, all the details are in there, but um, my brother was a, he was very young at the time. This is going way back. It was uh, 07. It was 07. So he was, man, I don't even know how old was he, like 12 or something. Um, and that was the year, remember, the Patriots had their amazing season, right? It was like the, the Welker Brady year. I forget who else was. Some of the, I know they're like Randy Moss was like I think it was like Moss Welker Brady. He also loved and he loved the Patriots, so he had them. He likes the Vikings, so he had Adrian Peterson. He likes Miami Hurricanes, so he had Kellen Winslow. <laughs> so he, he like he didn't know anything. He was just a little kid, but basically yeah. he drafted all those players because he liked them. It was the perfect storm of a team, like one of the best teams you could possibly draft in fantasy football history. And <laughs> here's the thing: he was so young that he had his Week One lineup and just never touched it the entire season. He went like, I think he lost one week. It was the bye week for New England. I think Brady was, or uh, Peterson was off that week too. And he he scored like 17 points that week and lost. And then he just got smoked in the playoffs like immediately. <laughs> yeah. So I told uh, that story to talk about like how you have to, you could draft the best team of all time, but you still have to work waivers and check your team. Yeah. Like you have to stay on top of it if you want to win a championship. And that same year I started 0-6 and, and won that league. Um, so, uh, by a, just making trades and working waivers. So that's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, that's a great lesson for sure. Now, obviously fantasy leagues are fun. Last place punishments are fun. You've currently got a, a colleague named Kevin that's just flew yes. all over the country as a punishment. Have you been tracking that? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Kevin Pulsifer, one of our, our researchers. He's been a big help on, he's done great work on FF now for many years. And, uh, he's, I guess the, He's had to he's had to explain himself a little bit because it kind of looks bad that he's last, but I guess it's like a dynasty rebuild he's doing. So we've all been there, um, and uh, yeah, he finished last. So kind of a ridiculous punishment. I don't think I would ever agree to that, honestly. I, I don't. <laughs> he, he just it's like two what two two and a half days. He's flying around the country on these flights, and the oh. league all chipped in to pay for it. That's brutal. That's I, I don't so like extreme. I don't like layovers. <laughs> I don't like any of that stuff. So that's I don't even think I would join that league. Uh, well, hats off to him. Yeah, I mean, geez, what a, what a, yeah, that league. You gotta, you gotta ask some questions about that league. <laughs> but when it comes to actual football, can you name a quarterback, a couple of running backs, receivers, a tight end uh, that you just that you you don't want to leave drafts without this year? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's again, it's all you know, certainly value based. Looking at ADP, I think uh, quarterback. Um, you know, I'm, I'm Lamar Jackson's the hype's starting to build. Like I thought there was a tier there with Joe Burrow where he was interesting. I think the guy that kind of stands out is probably Deshaun Watson, some post type appeal there. The last full season he played, he led the NFL in passing yards. He runs a lot, better team around him. So I think he's a good value target. Uh, Rashad White is probably my favorite running back target right now in Tampa Bay. His ADP has jumped up a couple of rounds recently. He was like seventh round a couple of weeks ago, and now he's more like the fifth. So that's unfortunate because he was a massive steal and, and looks good. Um, I think those are, are two guys I've really jumped out. I have to think of Christian Watson at wide receiver would be one for sure. Um, you know, I, he was so good down the stretch. I know it was very touchdown heavy, but they, 
there's just not really competition there. I mean, no, no proven yeah. commodities behind him. And I think he's the real deal. They traded a lot to move up to get him last year. So um, I like him a lot and probably a little, little, little post type appeal for me with Kyle Pitts. I'm still buying in on that ta- talent, man. I, it's easy to forget the guy was over a thousand yards <clears throat> as a 20 year old rookie tight end. And that is a position that takes a while to develop. So yeah, uh, I know last year's a bust, but I'm still buying the hype on him. I feel good. Anytime I, uh, I pick Kyle Pitts. Yeah, it's a good assessment. Those are all players that you can get if you if you want to go target them for sure. So yeah, well, obviously it's it is August. It is fantasy football season. Things are ramping up. So excited to see everything you have going on uh, this year. Uh, where are you going to be? Where where are we going to find you? Yeah, so just everything will be of course at ESPN.com, ESPN Plus, or you know some free stuff, some plus stuff. Fantasy focused podcast a few times a week. Uh, be doing some betting content, the playbook, receive. The Shadow Report, Fantasy Football Now, every Sunday morning starting uh, with the season. And as you mentioned, we have the marathon coming up as well. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. All of that. Yeah, definitely make sure that you are following Mike and, and getting you know getting every ounce of content that he puts out there because it's, it's as good as it gets in the industry for sure. Now, Mike, is there anything we haven't covered before we close things out here today? I don't think so. Uh, covered a lot of stuff there. Um, but, of course, you know, so much content everything's covered in all my content over at the site too. So, so wondering about a player, I, you know, I wrote all the player capsules this year for us. So they're, they're on the projections page on the site and tons of articles. Our magazines on newsstands as well. So uh, if you're looking for fantasy football content, we've been covered at uh, ESPN fantasy for sure. Just a a great team effort right now. uh, And uh, just love being part of this team. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, Mike. Uh, Great to see you. Great to talk to you and look forward to seeing everything you got in store in 2023. All right, you got it. Take care, buddy. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Unlimited Podcast. Until next time, be sure to follow and subscribe to all of FFU's social media accounts for daily content. <laughs>